I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Uh. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. Uh. Tuesday morning, December 22nd, 2020. It's Beating the Book Podcast Megapod for Week 16 in the NFL. Cannot believe we're week 16. It's Gil Alexander live from the D, our home all year long. Uh, we have loved our time here at the D. And uh, today's a special day because not only, of course, are the regular staples of the show on, Mike Palm, Derek Stevens Conciliary here at the D, or Circus Sports in general. How you doing, Mikey? You oh, good? We're great. Happy holidays out there to Me everyone. Too. Whether it's Hanukkah or Christmas or Kwanzaa or That's whatever they're celebrating. Hanukkah. Chanukah, whatever they're celebrating. Celebrating. And then, what, wow, what a guest we have today. Well, I mean, well let's, let's just get Todd in here first. Quickly. Dodd, quickly. Dodd, 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 quickly. Dodd with his mom's cork attic with the circus sports background. How you doing, Toddy? My question is, I, I, I heard Mike starting to wax romantic, and I thought, is Brent on again? <laughs> no, no, it's not Brent. Right. The Brent incident. De- Derek does have some comments about the great uh, Trump tax lookbacks that he's very, very much in favor of. <laughs> Give me the. All right. So, so the, the 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 guest we have today it really is special. Uh, he is the owner of not only the Golden Gate and the D, where we broadcast from, but of course uh, the Shangri-La that is Circa downtown Vegas, and of course all things Circa Sports. Derek Stevens, everybody, I appreciate you doing this, man. Thank you so much. Yo, thanks for letting me on uh, on this uh, on this podcast. This is terrific. This is my first time here, so I'm uh, I'm honored. Yes, you finally reached the big time. There we go. I love it. I love <laughs> it. It. Did, it took this long, uh, <laughs> but we finally reached the big time. Listen, the first thing before we get into all the stuff of Week 16, because we'll go through best bets and that kind of thing. Uh, I got knocked out of Circus Survivor this week with the Rams. Our buddy Amal Shah got knocked out last night. I thought he had the Titans, but he no. he told me he was going to take the Titans. He took the Steelers. Um, so we're out. There's 53 left out of a, a 1,390 to start things. But on behalf of everybody who has played this thing, those that are out like myself and those that are still in, thank you both so much for doing this. This contest has been more fun than any 
ATS five picks a week thing. I know we do. You guys do the millions as well, which people love. But the strategizing of Survivor, which I know you knew in advance, that's why you pushed it forward. Just a big thank you, man. It's been a blast, even though it didn't work out in the end for us. Yeah, you know, I, I've always loved Survivor. I've had a, had a few good seasons, and I've had a, had uh, many more where I'm lamenting uh, something like a 17-point favorite that went down uh, yes. on Sunday. So Brutal. The, uh, the the element of Survivor, I thought, was, uh, was, was just something that I've enjoyed so much over many, many decades. And, uh, you know, I just hope that everybody, you know, at some point, at some point you have to figure out how are we going to cash. So I just hope that anybody that really – if you made it to week 14, and then certainly with 15, I certainly hope everyone had an ability to cash in one one manner or the other. And I think, you know, the, this week 15 was an opportunity because you had some big, big money line dogs. Um, you know, Jets at plus 940 going off before kick, and then yesterday you got plus 740 or 750 on uh, on uh, on Cincinnati. So I just hope uh, I hope people that made it through week 14 because getting getting through week 14 is very very tough. Had the ability to at least uh, at least get your money back and maybe make a little bit of cash. Well, I will be honest with you because people afterwards, there's two things about Survivor I can't stand. When people who aren't in are telling you, "Here's what you should pick." I was like, "Am I in this or were you in this?" Which the other one is after the fact, people saying uh, that were on Twitter like, "I hope you took the the Jets money line." I'll be honest with you, Derek. I did not take the Jets pre-flop money line because I was like, "There's no reason to. There's no chance." But when it got to 13 to nothing in game, and it was a coin flip at that point, down 13, then I was like, "Okay." I'll play. I'll take some Jets money here. Coin flip, and I was able to make my outlay back, um, and and a little something more. That much I did, but I didn't do a pre-flop. Well, that's uh, that's good. I mean, you have uh, obviously a little bit of of advantage here, being in Las Vegas, and you were able to make that play. So, yep. not everyone has that 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 chance necessarily to do an in-game, you know. But uh, but that's great. I'm. I again, I just hope that everyone uh, everyone. That made it to 15 or, or, or week 16 has uh, has the ability to say, okay, I put a thousand bucks out there and I cashed out whether it's five grand or ten grand or, or more because I just think you get to that far, you don't have to win Survivor right. to make money on the deal. You can still earn. Yeah. Can you can you just flash this up to the camera because we just went for the video. This is those of us who have played Survivor for years and years and years do these grids. We don't have a staff, as Mikey pointed out off air, that, that <laughs> laminates it and enlarges it. But this is what it takes to sort of plan Survivor. This is what Survivor winners do. And even the best laid out plans like a mall had, yeah. like I had, don't work out because there's a minefield still to, to navigate. Yeah, that's where I think, you know, laying out a nice grid and you, you got to take a look at, you know, take a look at the games early on in the season. Which games do you really like? You know, when just take just simply like back in August, like which games would you really want to take Kansas City on? If, you, if that's your highest ranked team, which team, which which game games would you like to take Seattle on? You know, and, and there's certain teams you might have a different feel for, and everyone has their own rankings. Some people feel certain teams are better at home at night. You know, I'm one of those that feels like New Orleans is better at home at night. I think Green Bay is better home at night. Same thing with Seattle. So you just try to try to put the pieces of the puzzle together, and then you kind of work your way backwards and segue through. But then, as, as you just said, uh, the best laid plans often yeah. get blown up by week three, and then yeah. you, you got to start making adjustments. So, okay, so this is the real question. And you and I had hey, a Gil, can I, before you ask yeah, him a question, please. can I just say one quick thing? Please. Isn't it isn't it wonderful that a guy who starts a sports betting themed casino knows something about sports betting? Let me just finish with Survivor, then you can really can release some more of your aggravation. You and I spoke downstairs uh, down by the coffee shop, so I'm not sure how much of that you want to talk about uh, in detail. But you are going to do this next year, Survivor, and you've got things up your sleeve. 
and you think it will be bigger and better than ever, I would imagine. Well, yeah, we just haven't had a chance to uh, to get in the back room with uh, Jeff Benson and Matt Metcalf and Chris Bennett and Mike and I and uh, talk through it. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think everyone's enjoyed it, and uh, I'd certainly like to grow this a little bit. Um, you know, the million dollar bonus is, is something like we were joking about on Follow the Money that uh, maybe I'm not that good in math because I didn't really think I didn't really think it was more than a 50 percent chance somebody's going to hit it. But that's the big thing. And you know this from playing for all these years. No one ever gets through. This was just a weird year where there were three teams you could bully. The fact that we have so many people have a shot at it is such an anomaly. And next year, I think even if you have 5,000 entries, which you may very well clear easily. I don't want to, you know, set it too well, high. But I think you may clear that easily with the, with the excitement of this one. The chances of getting to the end are, in a typical year, slim to none. I mean, this is totally an outlier. Yeah, I mean, compared to years past, I mean, like you had said, you went against the Jets eight times. This is my eighth and, and final shot at them. And that's what's really unique about this. Yeah. You know, you have the Jets giving you layups. You had Jacksonville, and then you had since, you know, you, had, you just had a few of these situations where, uh, where it happened. And until week 15... You never had the big, big upset. I mean, came close, but never yeah, the big one. Yeah, you had a lot of sweats that came through. But but to have a 14 and a 17 point favorite go down in the same week, that that's that's so unlikely. But usually you have a couple couple crazy things happen from week four to week eight, you know, and things like that. And it just never happened. The sweats were unbelievable, though. They said, "Oh my God, I had the I had them against the Raiders too." I mean, that was just one of the big moments. That 14 and 17 point dogs have never won outright in the same weekend since 1973. Yeah, and here's the thing: there was the two big upsets this year were seven, both a touchdown, with Jacksonville beating the Colts in Week One as a touchdown dog, and Dallas at Minneapolis as a touchdown dog again. And they both took out large chunks of what was the field at that time, but nothing over a touchdown. Yeah, I am secretly hoping that Jacksonville and the Jets lose out, so I can therefore say forever about this year in Survivor: I had two entries, both got knocked out by one in fifteen teams. <laughs> that would be. I think there yeah. should be a prize for that. I'm not yeah. sure. I feel particularly bad for the people that had Pittsburgh last night in this sense. They probably had planned to use them on Thanksgiving. Yes. And the game got moved. And yeah. so they were left with them in this spot against Cincinnati that looked like a layup. I mean, if you had the Jets and or the Rams and Pittsburgh available, I think you're taking Pittsburgh. I think it was much I think it was much less likely that a Finley led team was gonna upset a team that's at the top of their division than Darno. Who I mean, the Jets have talent. They should have beaten the Raiders, right? I mean, I yeah. I agree. I mean, yeah. there were so many of those Jets games that were sweats. The yeah. Jets the Jets show up. The Jaguars yeah. show up. The Bengals. You could have made an argument they were the worst team in football yes. headed into absolutely. Last night. And uh, and they get beat. You're right about the Pittsburgh Thanksgiving thing. Of all the people that I feel sorry for, those guys, the ones that planned Pittsburgh for Thanksgiving. They got the screw job of anybody. If anybody can sort of cry about it, it was them. With, with me and the Rams, I said it on a numbers game, uh, there's no self-loathing. There was not a second I was going to pick anyone else. They lost, and that's the game. You just got to take your lumps. Uh, and By the way, next week, next next year, are they going to do it so late in the season you'll have to pick two teams so that it, it can winnow the field out more? Because I know in some survivor pools when there's – too many people left at the end. They make a pick too. Yeah, what do you have up your Yeah, team? you know uh, that that's something that's uh, been brought up uh, a, a few times. Um, picking two at the end of the year gets uh, gets pretty pretty uh, pretty difficult. One thing that Mike and I got to talk through is, you know, there's a potential schedule change in, in the works here in the NFL, and if that happens, that's going to clearly clearly impact our thought process. But if we go to uh, a 17 game schedule with a double bye week, that means uh, we go to a week 19. 
So if that's the case, that kind of changes some of the some of the math on what's going on. We love the we love the Thanksgiving Day uh, component, but uh, if uh, if this schedule change happens, that means it would be you'd have to go 20 and 0 next week if this gets approved. But but it looks like this is the this is the way it's going. 20 and 0 or 19 and 0 next year. 20 because 20. because it would be there there would be uh, Thanksgiving. There would be oh. two bye weeks. Oh, you throw in the Thanksgiving. The two still. bye weeks. Yeah, we're still throwing the Thanksgiving in. That really, that really added the wrinkle. That oh, uh, it was the prayer. Like I said, I had everything planned before and after, but Thanksgiving. Now, had you, there was no way to know this, but had you known that a third game would get canceled, you wouldn't have put in the Thanksgiving with just two games, right? No, I think that yeah. would have been that would have been a little little yeah. crazy. I mean, you know, back in back in the old days, you had you had one you had one game, you had the Lions game. Yeah. And then uh, what about uh, forty years ago that became Lions uh, Lions early, and then the Cowboy game later, and. Uh, now you the the fact that you uh, gives you a little bit of pressure to save six teams really changes some of the dynamic of how you looked at things early. Yeah, that that's the unfortunate thing. I mean, but but there's so many unfortunate things with 2020 schedules. So yeah. what can you do? Last thing about this before we get to the uh, to the show itself, uh, and we'll run through that. Millions, are you as fascinated by the race for last place as I am? I love the booby prize. Absolutely, it's absolutely. You know, and look at look at look at the numbers here. I mean, it, it's just as difficult to to have an inverse inverse. Uh, it's almost more it, incredible. Yeah, because the circa quarterlies didn't affect them either. They just plowed through those. Right. So it, it's incredible. I want to talk to that person. It's more intriguing than the top, actually. It is, mm-hmm. and we had that debate. Todd and I are aligned on this. Todd and I think it's completely random. And I believe you think not. Well, maybe it wasn't you. Maybe it was our guest. Maybe it was Chris, Las Vegas Chris. He thinks that, and I don't want to attribute it to him. But whoever the guest was that week, they're like, no, 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 it's a skill. And I'm like, it's not a skill. They just managed to suck through it all. Because if it was a skill, you'd go for the win, right? I think that you make a decision about week three or four after you've done poorly that now you're going to go for last. I think you have to make that decision. Over quarterlies? Yeah, but it's just as hard. No, it's, it's just, just as hard. As hard to pick the, it's just as hard to pick the losing teams as it is to pick the winning teams because if you can pick all losers, that means you can pick all winners. Duh. Thank you, Yeah, Todd. but if you start poorly, you have an advantage, except it's paying one instead of 50, right? I mean, obviously, that's the difference. Yeah, I'm with Todd. Todd, you're right. You know, if you were, let me ask you this. Yes. If, if going into week, uh, into week 13, yes. the start of this five-week fourth quarter – you were in tenth for the booby prize. Would you try to do well in the fourth quarter and win that quarterly? Oh, I would. I would try to get the booby prize. Yeah, but trying, trying is different from <laughs> that being a skill. Like I would try, and then I'd be good just as randomly. And I don't. I don't think you can try to. to I don't suck. think anybody starts out saying I want to be the, get the booby prize. No, we get that. Yeah, but what we're saying is. There's no specific skill and, to that. And losing instead of winning. Yes, yeah. because if there was, you would just be awesome from the beginning. But, but Todd has that skill, right? I mean, because God's <laughs> oh, against serious. him. Yes. Here, we, so, I mean, oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. I have that skill. That's right, especially because I'm leading the teasers. And that's a nice little right, um, setup for us to give the uh, records. How'd you do in your I three picks? Have a bad last What'd you say? How'd you do in your three other picks? You only care about, it's like Gil, you only care about the teasers. Gil only cared about Survivor. 
That's right. I only <laughs> cared about Survivor. I'm trying to put the best face forward here. Guilty. Gil is at 22, 22, 20, and 3. Mikey is at 21, 21, and 3. And yes, I had an 0 and 3 last week. Ouch. I'm 20 and 24 and 1. You're I was going to take the Chiefs with you guys, but notice how, had we all taken the Chiefs, we didn't end up losing, but we still would not have all ended up winning. So that is hysterical that you just cannot win when all three of us like the same ones. Now, as far as the teasers go, Gil is at 9 and 6. Mikey is at 10 and 5. Both excellent records, but not elite <laughs> like the great one. 11 and 4 on teasers. That's right. Me, the great one, 11 and 4 on teasers. Thank what, you. What did you say your now, actual record was in the ATS? What was it? My ATS is poor, 20, 24, okay. and 1. But everybody knows you shouldn't be betting pregame NFL picks <laughs> against the spread. Well, we're you should done be here at least today. teasing or playing in-game. Now, of... look, you learn that kind of thing on a show called a numbers game. And I once knew a great casino owner who said Wishnevs of <laughs> Wednesdays on a numbers game was the greatest radio program on the network. And, you know, I'm not going to mention who that is. We all know who it is, but whatever it is. Derek prefers his Jews in, in, in plural. He just doesn't like one guy. He likes more than one. He said that grievances was the best segment on the network, and he wished there was a Goyim version of it. And then, <laughs> and then no hyperbole hyperbol. came. That's right. Goyim no version. <laughs> the Goyim version. All right, let's start it's with the Goyim version and slightly less intelligent, about 85% as much intelligence. All right. Uh, we don't we don't have a Thursday game. <laughs> All right. And there's no need to parse out the, the Friday or Saturday games. Let's just go through the whole schedule. We'll start with the best bets. Uh, Derek, we usually start with the guest. So we'll start with you. You are the guest here. Um, I don't know how much prep you've done for this, but I'm sure you're betting these. What are your what is your first best bet of the weekend against the spread in the NFL this year or, well, or total in this week? In week 16, you're talking yes, about. Sir. Uh -huh. Well, the one thing I like is I like the fact that they changed the schedule a little bit. So, so we get four games at at at, uh, at one o'clock, six and yeah. four, and then they still stink up the the Sunday though. But but yeah, we yeah. get four early. But but at least we're not buried uh, buried uh, um, with this disproportionate type type of deal. Right now, there's there's uh, you know there's an there's an element about uh, about the Detroit Lions that I just I'm just so <laughs> against right now. So um, if I had to take one play right now, I think I would go with with uh, with Tampa Bay. That Detroit defense is a sieve. And uh, you know you're you're firing your the the team's lost. You have a temporary coach. Uh, you have a, you have an argument um, within ownership of who's making the call. Um, the, you know they just brought in Chris Spielman to to help as an advisor to uh, the owner. Um, he's probably one of the only <laughs> only football guys in the organization, and uh, I think they had to do that because um, you know when after they fired Quinn and uh, Patricia. The first three uh, GMs that they interviewed were all from within inside the organization, and I think the whole city of Detroit's going, "No, no, we have to go outside. We have to go outside." So right now, if I had to take one bet right now, it would be it would be uh, the Bucks. What do you think? Uh, what, what do you think about Salah being the front runner for the job just because he's from the area? Yeah, he's a he's a Dearborn Fordson graduate. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's the west side of Detroit, and uh, there's a lot of people, uh, a lot of people uh, pulling for him. Is the D for Derek or Detroit? Um, both. Both. Yeah. Uh, and, and, downtown. And, and downtown. And downtown. And downtown. Yeah. Throw that in there. And, and downtown. And, and no, for, it's all three. And for Dodd. Um, Pistons, Red Wings, uh, Lions, Tigers. How does your fandom rank? Ooh, it's definitely Tigers is one. Oh, I like it. Lions, two. Uh, Red Wings, three. And in a far, far, far uh, <laughs> distant, distant. Uh, yeah. 
way back there is the Pistons. Didn't like the Bad Boys? I Eric, loved, you didn't like the Bad Boys? I did love the Bad Boys, but but I'll tell you what, the Pistons lost a lot when they uh, moved out of the Palace of Auburn Hills and, and moved uh, as the secondary tenant at Little Caesars Arena, and they lost the entire fan base. I mean, it's about a 50-mile-an-hour drive, and uh, I think they lost 75% of the fans. And, and they're, they, they, since they moved in here into the new arena, they're, they're really struggling to get 4,000 people a game. In Detroit. But you had to love Isaiah and Bill Lambeer at the time. I love Lambeer. I love Joe Dumars, Vinnie Johnson, Nobody the loves Isaiah Thomas. But Isaiah Nobody. Tenet, nobody's going to say that Nobody. about Isaiah. No. Nobody loves him? He's, not for, he's, he's Chicago. He's yeah. not Detroit. He no, likes to true. hit you in the back of the head during a fight. Like <laughs> my, my yeah, Joe, Dumars, Joe Dumars and Bill Lambeer were loved. Isaiah, eh. Let me ask you this, talking about the four sports. Rank these four people as how beloved they are in Michigan and specifically Detroit. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Bo Schembechler, Scotty Bowman, Jim Leland, Chuck Daly. Wow. Ooh, good question. Mike Palm, you should have your own show. Oh. I would tell you. Mike, you could do a great show with a guy from Pittsburgh. It would have been amazing, but, you know. I've suggested it. I've suggested it, Todd. I've suggested it. I would tell you. I would tell you it's going to be be, uh, two of those four. And uh, depending upon your uh, your background, it's it's either going to be Shem Beckler or Daly. Um, everybody loved uh, Daddy Rich, and uh, he he was something in Detroit with Chuck Daly. Everybody loved uh, loved uh, uh, Bo Shem Beckler, unless you're maybe a Michigan State person. Leland Leland was beloved as well, and then kind of goes from there. What if you substituted Iserman for Bowman? Yeah, Bowman. Bowman. Um, I would not say he was ever uh, a beloved Detroit guy. Everyone liked him. Mm-hmm. Nothing against him, but he was never considered really a Detroit guy. Eiserman, on the other hand, yeah, I mean, Eiserman's at a whole nother level. I mean, Eiserman could run for anything, anything he wanted to, and he's going to win it. He's uh, he is beloved. He'd beat John Engler. <laughs> he could run under any <laughs> ticket, and uh, he would win in uh, in Detroit. That's for sure. All right. From BBC Radio Four. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? 
You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. Derek's first pick, Todd, court stenographer, yeah. Tampa Bay minus nine and a half over his beloved Detroit Lions. We don't know if it's Stafford or we think it's Stafford in this game. We don't know yet. Uh, Stafford seems like he'll play unless his brain is damaged. Does it even make a difference? I don't think Seriously, so. Seriously, The defense is so bad. Oh, my God. Uh, that what, you know that what was the biggest – well, the Patriots were the were, – were, the Dolph, the Patriots were steamed. But you know what was the play? Everybody hmm. was betting Detroit here this weekend. Why? Why? It, it made no sense. The two moves – Down, 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 down. The two moves I didn't get the last overpaid. week. Why is everybody picking Denver against Buffalo? That line moved against Buffalo. And then the, the, the infatuation with the New England Patriots week after week is just mind-boggling. Your top play was, your top play was Miami. Miami, yeah. yeah. Um, gonna be my it's almost as if they have a whole thing. We're going to yeah. be aligned yeah. on that. Go ahead, Mikey. Do your I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I will tell you this. I bet the Rams plus three is not available anymore. That would have been my play at number one. I, I thought that line was ludicrous when it came out. Yeah. But it can't. Now it's one and a half. I, forget it. Uh, Teaser I love, leg coming I love, up. Yeah. yeah. I love the... I love the Dolphins going to play Mariota this week, okay? Me too. And Lombardi's right. It's different when he comes into a game and a team hasn't prepared, like the Chargers had not prepared to play read option against Carr, who doesn't really move around at all, right? So he gave them a lift there last week. I think this Dolphins defense will give him no air. They will give him no air. He will struggle. He will have to make passing plays. They're not going to let him run the ball. Mariota. Mariota. They didn't let really let New England run the ball. New England wanted to run the ball. They really couldn't run the ball. They forced Cam to throw the ball. And, you know, Tua does what Tua does. With the, you know, when their ground game is going, the play action works. This team is good. You made a good pick. You didn't know Buffalo would be this good. But you made a good pick at that price for Miami to win this division. They're yeah. that they are that good. So. Plus eleven fifty goes by the wayside, but it was a good it was a good shot. It was shot. a great bet. But yeah. everything else, the season wins, playoffs, yep. you're, you're there. Um yep. I'll take the Dolphins like two and a half here at, at Allegiant. Oh, it, it's oh, three oh, now. Oh, slow slow no. your roll, baby. Slow it's three. your roll, baby. But no. Hill? No. Look I at see Hill. three it's, consensus. It's three only. There, there's a few threes at 105. I'll I, lay 125 Hill? at two and a half. <laughs> I see three. I see three, Dodd. I feel like. I feel like we have a guy negotiating at the Las Vegas Invitational tennis lines. <laughs> That's what I feel like. Six and a half here. points. Six well, and a, yeah, are you three, laying the three? three, three yeah. They're, my, they're yeah. my number two pick as well. We okay. could knock out uh, both right. of these in one shot. Uh, and I would add to Miami's performance last week. They didn't have their three top receivers. They didn't have Devontae Parker. They didn't have Grant. They didn't have Gesicki. Uh, at least one of those guys is going to be back. Give me the Dolphins. They have not let me down all year. They're my number two pick, minus three, against the Raiders, who I think – Talk about a, a defensive sieve. Oof. Oh, my God, are they bad. So bad. Uh, Miami is my number two pick. Uh, Dodd, number one. You guys did the same thing to me as last week where <laughs> I wanted to take Kansas City. Now I can't take Miami again. It, it, it's you almost can. a disadvantage. 
advantage to have to go last in every pick. So there should be some kind of snake draft here. But okay, okay. whatever. But I'm Todd, not going to take. But them. Todd, when you're trailing, when you're trailing by four games, what you can't keep doing common picks. What does I mean, it matter? You have to try to make up ground, yeah, don't you? That's right. You got to get. I, I don't trail by four. First of all, I don't trail by four games, but I Three agree with your whatever it theory. is. Thank you, thank you, Mikey. I agree with the game theory. Todd, do you just want to do teasers from now on? <laughs> I'm going to uh, give four teasers. Yeah. Give out four totals. teasers. Team, I'm going to do team totals like you can do on DraftKings in game. Can you believe that you can do in game team to? I freaking love it. Anyways, okay, I'm going to do something similar to what Derek Stevens did. Derek Stevens, because he's a, a smart gambler, realizes if your own team stinks, you got to go against him, and very often you know your own team stinks. So I'm going to do this in in the voice of a uh, Yinzer because people seem to love the Yinzer guy. And I'm going to take the Indianapolis Colts in that. And I'm going to take the Colts in that. And what do we got as a line? What What's the line for the Colts game there, Gil? I got, a, I got, got my, one and a half. One, one and, and a half. half. One and a half. Okay, so I'm going to take the Colts minus one and a half against my beloved Stillers. And the reason I'm going to do that is we stink. The Pittsburgh Stillers, as we said a number of weeks ago, the Yinzers can't run the football. They can't run it from East Liberty to Danton. They can't run it from Shady Side to Bell Vernon. They just cannot run the football at all. If this was the Pittsburgh Penguins, they'd look like a last place offensive team. I don't know what to say about this Stiller game. Last night, Tarico said something about this is the worst offense since the 1986 Stillers, who were run by Mark Malone. What are we doing on offense? We cannot move the football on the ground. And if everybody knows you're just going to just throw the football every dime, you don't have a chance. Don. You might as well just go home and have a big meal because you're going to be depressed and just wallow in your food because you got no chance to win a football game if you think you're just going to run the ball for one yard in a cloud of dust. So I'm going to take the Colts here. I hate Philip Rivers in that. I'm in a, a, a group called Philip Rivers Anonymous where you don't bet on them or you don't bet against them. But here's the thing. I'm just going to have to take the Colts because my Stillers look like a lapidated bunch. I don't know what happened to this crew, but I think the Ravens figured them out in that game when they didn't have the quarterback defensively. Then every I'm, I'm going out of Yinzer talk for a minute. Washington figured it out. I think sometimes in the NFL, when you figure a team out on tape, you get the all 22 going and somehow the defensive coordinators figure we play all core, all, you know, uh, to whatever, whatever the defense is, you just play that defense. And this team does not have an answer. We do not have an answer. The Cincinnati Bungles, the Cincinnati Bungles are not a good defensive team. And they made us look ridiculous. Now you're telling me that Frank Reich is not going to be able to cook something up against us, even with Philip Rivers. I'm taking the Colts minus one and a half. I'm depressed that I have to do it. But yeah, I have to do it. I promise you I'm not doing this to protect the lead. They're my number three pick, the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Todd's right. They went from, uh, by the way, Pittsburgh went from a two and a half point favorite to the Colts being a one and a half point favorite. I don't care. Big Ben last night, seven of 16 for 19 yards in the first half. That was the worst half of offensive football I can remember seeing. You'll have to jog my memory if there was a worse one. Big Ben was overthrowing. He was underthrowing. By the way, his BABIP was great, Todd. He should have had two more picks in that first half. I uh, got really yeah, and lucky. It would have even been close had that William Jackson guy caught an easy interception yep. late in the game. It would have been 24-10. The Steelers cannot run the ball. If you cannot run the ball, 
You can't just throw every down. It's not going to work. That's right. They can't run. Big Ben can't throw the ball downfield. It's all short. It's not creative, as Adam Chernoff said here on the show. And I always talk about, okay, who's the team that you don't want to face? Oh, the uh, Washington. Boy, you don't want to face them in the playoffs. The Steelers are the team everybody wants to play in the playoffs. Everybody. And they're lucky they've clinched a playoff berth. How about the Browns being alive to win the AFC North? Steelers could go from 11-0 and 0 to being the 4-5 seed now. Or, or 7. Seed, the 5 seed now. Could be. Yeah. They could be if it plays out like that. It's amazing. So that's my number three. So I'll just give my final pick, which is actually my number one, because I got my two and three already in Miami and Indianapolis. My number one is also on Saturday, just before the Dolphins game. It's the second of three. I'm on the Cardinals minus four and a half. This was four earlier today, but I th- is it four and a half, Todd? I have for the Arizona Cardinals, I have, yeah, four and a half. Okay, four and a half. Arizona minus four and a half. I think the Niners, first of all, they've been dealt a horrible hand this year. No fault of their own. It's a lost season. They're playing out the string. But they've been vagabonds. This is going to be their six of seven weeks in the state of Arizona. This is actually a, a, a scheduled game where it was a road game in Arizona after they had to leave Santa Clara County and play home games in Arizona. Kyle Shanahan has already been out in public saying, oh, this team's going to be home for the holidays with their families. I don't think they're mentally locked into this game at all. Uh, I love the Cardinals here. I think Nick Mullins is very average, and I'm being kind. And I think Kyler Murray makes enough plays here. Arizona certainly has warts, but I think the Niners are home for the holidays in more than just physical, I think also mental. Arizona minus four and a half is my number one play, along with my uh, two and three, Miami and Indianapolis. Mikey, you're number two. My number two is my favorite coach, Anthony Lynn. Oh, I skipped Derek. I'm sorry. Derek, you you have a two and three, right? He can go after me. Okay. Wow. I'm going to lay three points with the Chargers at home in SoFi against this awful Denver Broncos. I like that pick. This team is is just now done. I mean, the defense was a sieve on Saturday. What do they have to play for? I mean, they have no quarterback play. Locke sucks. The Chargers are still a talented team, uh, and I don't think – I don't think, although Anthony Lynn makes every game a one-score game, let's hope it's not a field goal and a push here. I, I, I just think they're too good. Imagine this. Imagine this. If that doctor hadn't stuck that yeah. needle in We'd never see him. He would have been redshirted this year. He would yeah. have never seen the field. He's setting every rookie record. That's yeah. how good he is. Having had to play under that idiot Cristobal and horrific offensive coordinator that we have at UNLV now, and then Anthony Lynn. This kid is unbelievably good. Uh, that's my play. Go ahead, Derek. Like number Bill, two. do you want to give him a Gil Alexander here? Because he's trying to pull a Gil Alexander minus three, minus one twenty-five. But it's minus one oh five on the first game I picked. Was the Dolphins are minus one oh five in spots? Gil. So I mean, it, it's Gil. Gil. Yeah, Gil. Gil. It's well, for Gil. silly Jerry. I see. It's it. minus three. Even minus Steven. One twenty for one twenty-five most places. But it, you you make the decision as the senior let's, level mentor. Let's give him the minus three, minus one twenty-five, so I never have to hear from him again on this. Well, now we're even because <laughs> you got minus. Even. That's right. I wasn't well, the one that made that, that big a deal. It was the other guy. Mine didn't come into play. I wanted out right easily. It was your tribe's mate? Juice schmooze. All right, Derek. I'm sorry. You're number two. My number two. Um, I love the way the Jets played the other day. I just thought I just thought that they they played actually to win, and uh, Cleveland <clears throat> Cleveland looks good. I like Cleveland a lot, but but I just thought what the Jets did. I mean, think about who who won in this game. 
there's not a single single person in New Jersey or or New York that won, other than one, and that's Sam Darnold. Yeah. And then you got the whole the whole uh, the whole uh, uh, Jacksonville fan base won on, on on this deal as well. I just think I just think the Jets are actually a little bit better than a, a one win team. They've stayed close the whole time. They're at home. They're getting nine. And I thought Cleveland looked so good recently. That I just think this number is a little bit too tall. We'll give you nine and a half, also consensus. Oh, there we Even go. It's, it's only nine at Circus yeah. Sports, but if I get the hook, I'm, I'm happy yep. to take it. So I like I, I would take the Jets. I like I, it, and I agree with what you're saying. They are better than a one-win football team. Absolutely better. I, you know, I thought too in watching the game, I was really impressed with them. But when you go back and you look at the box score on this game, it's not as impressive, right? I mean, they only had like 248 yards of total. They got the short fields. Golf was so bad in the first half. Turning the ball over. I mean, I guess at the end of the game, they were able to get two first downs, right, and run, and run the clock out. But it was a limited offensive performance to go in there and steal that game. It was so brutal having the Rams in Survivor because you could tell they were a complete no-show. Then you had the Jared Goff face, <laughs> right, which is like reminiscent of the Flacco face or the Cutler face. You're like, I got no shot. But then when the Rams made it close... They had a punt return where I'd love to see the overhead footage because it looked like the symbol Webster went right into why, the punter, why? and it looked the, like he had the whole the, the, field. The punter was 15 yards off the like, sideline, and he, he veered back into him. I don't him. get it. <laughs> and so that was frustrating. The other thing, of course, when you know they decided we're not going to kick a 55-yarder to try to tie it, we're going to go for Goal. it on fourth. And I don't know where Sean McVay ends and Jared Goff starts because it seems like here's your play, and then Goff just makes the poorest decisions every time. He's like, I'm going to throw it downfield, see what happens. I'm like, oh, God, we're, we're so screwed. So it's almost like, you know, they could just throw five yards over the middle and whenever they wanted. It was like Big Ben on that drive to get them within seven. All he did was throw to the back. Every down was just a little pass out to the back. They come up. They come down now at the end with with the with two minutes to go. And he, every th- throws down the field. Yeah. Every th- I mean, the last drive was all dink and dunk. They had time. Two minutes in a timeout. The inconsistency was really amazing. <laughs> I mean, if we were if we were if we were talking here and let's say this was 72 hours ago. Yeah. The sexiness of the Rams to win the Super Bowl was oh, high. Yes. The defense was unbelievable. Yes. There's no question. Because somebody asked me uh, yesterday, we took a ton of Rams to win the Super Bowl money last week. Right. Now we won't get a dollar on that this week. The inconsistency of this team was really amazing. That yeah, You know, um, eight days ago that you look at this defense and you thought, oh, this team could actually do something. I 100% agree. And I was saying that on a numbers game. And not only that. I said this week, after having been someone who had the Rams in Survivor, how many times during this Rams-Seahawks game am I, am I going to say the phrase, some variation of the phrase, where was that last week? Because you know they're going to show up. You know they're going to play great. I think they're going to have the best yeah. game of the year now. Going Goff, up to Seattle. Goff said after the game, he goes, we have a game coming up next week that we're going to have to win anyways, and I think we know that. Like, has ever anybody admitted after the fact, like, yeah, we didn't, we didn't care? He was so bad uh, in the first half. Do you really half. feel good in a, in a big spot backing Jared Goff? It no. almost feels like you're backing Phillip Rivers late. It just may, it gives you just a horrible feeling in the pit of your stomach. You know that Goff kid, he's, he's got the deer in the headlights look. I just don't. I don't trust that kid. I just do not trust him. Rams I don't the, think he's ever going to win the Super Bowl. In the first half against the Jets, five punts, one blocked, a pick. Total of three points and a total of 97 yards. First half against the Jets. Mm. Anytime they had any pressure, he just went down. He would just tuck the ball away. That face. Where are we? My uh, Todd. Todd, number two. Number two, Todd. 
I wanted to go with the Miami Dolphins, but you guys stole my pick. You guys stole my pick last week as well. I'm not going to take the Dolphins because Mike explained to me game theory. He thinks he's so much smarter because he's from Iowa. Aren't you glad you Okay, I got the song in. <laughs> I got the song in. Otherwise, people complain if I don't sing the Miami Dolphins song. So I can't take the Dolphins because you guys stole that one away from me. So I'm going to go with the under 46 in the Buffalo Bills New England Patriots game. And the reason I'm doing that is um, I'm not sure New England can get a touchdown. I mean, this team offensively is just unbelievably difficult to watch. Um, Cam Newton, what's going on? I mean, you've got the Hall of Fame coach of coaches and you still can't complete a pass. Now, granted, the receivers stink. I mean, if Nikhil Harry is your is your answer, that's not going to you know get you anywhere. Now, I mean, basically, what's the Patriots' offense? They give the ball to that guy who didn't play last week, and he rams up the middle for six yards. Is a good play for them. <laughs> I don't see how the Patriots, even though Buffalo, I'm not like incredibly impressed with their defense. I think their offense is fantastic, but I don't see them scoring a lot of points against anyone. And that includes Buffalo. I believe the first game was 24, 21, and it really wasn't that high scoring a game. It was a really low scoring game and there were some touchdowns late and that's how it got to 24, 21. I just don't know how you can make an, an over under 46 when new England's involved. Belichick knows he's got to keep the score down. He's not winning the game 31-28 against Josh Allen. It's just not going to happen. So, so Bill Belichick knows we've got to run the ball. Smash mouth football is our only hope. We got to keep the score low. We got to keep the clock running. And maybe he, you know, I, I think he's going to keep it under 46. I mean, I don't think he's going to win the game or anything, but I do think he's going to slow the, the game down. And um, and New England's offense is just it's hard to watch. I mean, it's really hard to watch. All right, number two from Dad. Under Buffalo, New England. Derek, your third and final. Third and final. Uh, what is the total that you would give me on the uh, Dolphins-Raiders game? Dolphins-Raiders. If I get a 47, 40... I'm going over. I have 47 and a half. Gil, what do you have? I have 47 and a half. All right, we're going to hold tight then. Then wow. I'm going to go with the football team. I love how disciplined you are on that. We'll go with the football team then. Laying uh, what, what do we got, one and a half on the football team? I see two and a half extra juice. Two and a half. Let's give the man two and a half. All I have is two and a half. Yeah, two and a half. Two and a half. All right, then uh, two and a half. It's one and a half right here at Circus Sports. What, what are we you looking at? You want to bet against yourself? Derek, Derek, would you like to bet against yourself? Oh, look at this. It's one and a half right now. <laughs> Derek is becoming very agitated because at his own circus sports, it's one and a half. It's one Even and a half. Consensus in faraway places. So, where, where, where's this line coming from? Well, the line is. This is an offshore line? It's an, amal what, what, it's an amalgamation, amalgamation. Of, of, of different lines in both the U.S. and That's right. in other places. Yeah. So, so the number's <laughs> two and a half? Yeah. Oh. You don't like that? You don't like no. that? That's a whole point off. That's a whole point. You might have to go <laughs> back to 47 and a half. I might have to. Okay, we're going we're gonna, to, if I kick it <laughs> one and a half, then we're going to go over 47 and a half with, uh, with the Raiders. Here's the All thing. Right. I have to take this game. I have an opportunity uh, to do something I've never done before uh, this weekend. And Mark Davis called, and he said, hey, I want to go watch a game with you. And uh, I want to go watch the Dolphin-Raider game. I said, okay, I'll get a booth over at the Sportsbook at Circa. And he's like, Oh, okay. Uh, I prefer to go out to the pool with you and go watch it at Stadium Swim. <laughs> That's awesome. On the day after Christmas, I said, "Okay." So we got a cabana. So I'm gonna. I uh, I, I can't take the Dolphins because it, it would be it would be a difficult 
difficult day for me, but I but I do like uh, Josh Jacobs. I do like Waller, and I do think uh, we're going to see two uh, two uh, light up uh, light up the Raiders D a little bit. So I'll go over the forty seven and a half in the Raiders Dolphin game on the day after Christmas. I love that comment. It, it, I can't take the Dolphins because it would be a difficult day for me. Yes, we all we all understand that. By the way, I got my cabana for March Madness day two. Excellent, excellent. I will make my By the way, glorious is the return. Is the Raiders' defense almost the worst in the league? I mean, it's when you're watching that Charger game the uh, other day, you're like, there's no way they can get a stop. We could play 500 football games. They're not getting a stop. Well, they, and they, even though Tua, Mike hates Tua, and granted Tua has been, you know, average-ish, they're going to move the ball on the Raiders. I mean, come on. Everyone moves the ball on the Raiders. They didn't have, in that game, too, they didn't have a couple, few guys up there. Farrell and Abram lead to my, uh, leap to mine. Uh, Mikey, your last one. Yeah. I think I'm going to play a total here. I think I'm going to play... Uh, the Steelers Colts over 45 and a half. Is that the number, Todd? For Pittsburgh and the Colts, uh, I have 44 and 44 a half. And yeah, let's half. go over. We'll give you even something better. Let's go over 44 and a half there. I just look now, the Steelers are just going to throw every down, okay? This game went over last night, a low total of 40 because they, they were even Finley had a rushing touchdown in the turnovers. But. Watching these Colts games, I mean, they go up, they go up and down the field, but they let other teams go up and down the field too. Remember, after the first four weeks, we were anointing Matt Eberflus as going to be the next head coach. He was the hot commodity, right? What a great defense he had. And since then, I mean, they're they're giving up 31 a game. I I just I think that when you have a team like the Steelers that aren't going to run the ball, it's it's hard because you get an extra two possessions in the game because the clock doesn't stop on these incomplete passes. So that's a pretty low total for the NFL as well. Forty four and a half over. By the way, yeah. Mikey, did you lose that? Did you lose that over in the exact Wait, same way you they, lost? Again, the first they over? fumble going into the end zone twice. That's that's twice. That's, that's two times in three weeks. What are we talking about? Houston, Houston fumbled oh, first yeah, the yeah. goal, and then they fumbled stretching the ball to the end zone in the last well, minute. No. Now would no, not exactly. be the time to tell you I had the Colts in both of those games. That's okay. I, don't, I didn't have – I didn't – you know, yeah. I, it's a pick on here. You know, what, you know what I love about Mikey is you never know when the emotion's going to come. But it's it's just – it's <laughs> mind-blowingly frustrating that these idiots throw me – and I mean, and Deshaun, uh, what is Deshaun Watson Mikey. doing? He thinks he can jump over every defender, and he takes all these terrible sacks. Just throw the ball away. My biggest Deshaun, kills Watt, drives. My biggest Deshaun Watson gripe is when they're down in a game by like 10, 14 <laughs> points. He gets a first down and he does and he that does. thing. <laughs> it's like, all right, calm down, Deshaun. What were you saying, Tom? Mikey, I was watching that game, and I needed the Colts in a money line parlay. Again, I violated my Phillip Rivers anonymous thing. Mm-hmm. But I needed the Colts to finish off a money line parlay. And I'm thinking, Mikey cannot possibly lose the <laughs> over in the exact same way Twice in three weeks in the exact same game inside the five yard line. With how is that even possible? It's not <laughs> so possible. Ah, uh, the NFL. What are we doing betting this shit? What are we doing? <laughs> what are, what we, are doing? we doing betting it? <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's just such a good product, though. <laughs> it is they so have a great. great product. Uh, it's <laughs> my first love. Seriously, innately. Well, well, you grew what, up with his dad taking him to RFK to watch the oh, the then Redskins team. The then Skins, <laughs> yes. <laughs> there were literally when you when I watched my first Skins game, I could think of nothing else. Lost my appetite when they lose. My parents are like, who is this alien child? <laughs> what do we do with him? Uh, all right, so then do we close it out with the final three things. One, what teasers. What about Todd's third Wait, pick? I didn't get oh, to your give third. my third pick. I'm so sorry, Todd. Is it, <laughs> does you, it matter? I forgot the format. <laughs> <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind giving a last pick. You know, it uh, would be okay. I mean, it would be hard to catch up against you guys if I only get two picks. <laughs> That's true. Okay. 
I am also, because you two have both done a minus three, minus 125, and since I have not done a minus three, minus 125, I would like to take a minus three, minus 125. Even though I wanted to take Miami, I'm backing off of that because of what we talked about before. I'm going to take the Green Bay Packers, minus three, minus 125, just like you little cheaters get to do, I get to do it too. <laughs> Green Bay, minus three, minus 125. Here's the thing. I like Tennessee on offense. They 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 don't have a defense. I mean, can we just be real? If Tennessee doesn't score 35 points, they, they can't win the game. Aaron Rodgers is going to go up there, look all cool, calm, and collected, do an all-state commercial, and throw another first down. And they're just going to keep moving down the field. State it's like Farm. a joke. Okay, well, whoever he does those commercials for, he he looks so calm. He, he looks bored, really. He just comes to the line. He's like, look, I've done this a thousand times. Okay, we'll throw it to the tight end. First down, first down, touchdown. It, it's embarrassing. So I, I don't see how Tennessee's really going to stop the Packers. And the Packers' defense, it's not fantastic or anything, but Ryan Tannehill will make one or two mistakes, and, you know, the Packers will, will find a way to win the game, you know, 31-24 or something like that. And uh, anyways, if it's minus three, minus 125, I can always get the push on minus three. So, uh, you know, give me Green Bay and aboard Aaron Rodgers to uh, take out Tennessee as my pick number three. He asked me this on text, and the only reason I knew the answer is because I was prepping for guessing lines. And he said, quick, who scored the most points? What team has scored the most points in the NFL this year? I would have said the Titans. Titans by a point over the Packers, over the Chiefs, two points over the Packers. Titans just keep scoring, but you're right, their defense is awful. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one -on -one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one -on -one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the olympics he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of it like that, see that ladies and gentlemen please welcome sam cassell to point game i remember you came out from crying tears <laughs> crying tears. i mean he was in a culture shock and then he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning remember what i told you i said i said oh you think i can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days, like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. 
Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. All right, uh, it's your it's your segment, Todd. Teaser of the week. Uh, Derek, any two-team, your favorite two-team six-point teaser of the week. There's a lot of options here. Well, I appreciate all the prep time you gave me on this. I didn't even <laughs> I know this where it goes to. First of all, I emailed, emailed you, you a week ago when you agreed to do it, what the format of the show was. And uh, this, this was included. Derek, you're like me. You don't I know we're emails. not a company that promotes reading, but still. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jeez. How about we loop around? I'm happy to go. Okay. I'm happy First to go. Of all, Todd, that's a good to, idea. Todd's the leader, like in a golf. He, yes. he, he's first. Your honor. Right. Your honors. Your Todd. honor. Your honor. <laughs> okay. I will take as my teaser. I'm going to do something a little crazy here. I am going to give myself maximum uh, agita this week by taking both Matty Boiling Hot Steam. Oh, my God. Plus 16 and a half. All right. Against the Chiefs. Because there's no better feeling than late in a game needing Matty boiling hot steam water to do something for you. And he'll probably screw me. But I think maybe for backdoor touchdowns, he might be okay to do it. So give me Atlanta plus 16 and a half. I just have a feeling that, you know, the Chiefs look like the kind of team. They just toy with people. We talked about it last week. They don't really care if they win by a zillion or not. And late in the game, they could be down 23. I could see Maddie boiling hot steam water, you know, getting some touchdowns late. So give me Atlanta plus 16 and a half. And I'm going to put it with another guy who you really don't want to have late in a game. And that is Rams plus seven and a half. Because like you guys said before, even though I can't stand Jared Goff, I think he can keep it close. The Rams in the first game against Seattle had some answers for, for uh, Russell Wilson. And by the way, quietly, has the Seattle offense started to look a little more pedestrian? Yes. If you look at the last couple games, something has maybe clicked where other teams are figured out. Maybe this is how we should figure out how to defend this team because they didn't do a whole hell of a lot. They had to hang on for dear life against Washington, and there were a couple other games in there. They didn't look good against the Rams about three, four weeks ago, except against the Jets. They really have not looked like themselves. So give me the Rams plus seven and a half. Give me the Atlantis plus 16 and a half so I can continue my lead in teaser. Oh, my God, this guy. You're right, though. They don't have the explosive. They don't have the chunk plays. They don't have no. these over-the-top passes that he thrived on the first 10 weeks of the year. Though I will say this. When you play the uh, NFC's leading Washington football defense, that's a tough game for anybody. I think the, this, the Redskins here is a huge game this week. I know Derek liked them. They win, and they really win the division, I think. you see the Dwayne Haskins story this morning? No, I did not. Dwayne Haskins, after the loss, apparently went to a strip club maskless, and it's all over social media. So Yo, how does Clem Haskins need a thing for the plays on his wrist? He's been there a couple years already. He still needs, a, like, the whole thing last week. They're like, oh, we're going to put the plays on his wrist because he doesn't know the plays. I'm like, you're not a rookie, bro. You Steve, should know the plays, Clem. What are you doing? Clem. Steve uh, Zabin, who's the biggest uh, sports talk radio guy in D.C., he told me last year there was actually people in the know. Dwayne Haskins would approach the line of scrimmage not knowing at all what the play was going to be. Sometimes he didn't know where the center was. Yeah. There's He'd line that. up over the guard to get the snap. Uh, not a good pick by Washington. They they don't have the quarterback of the future on that roster. They do not. How do you feel about 
Alex Smith starting instead of have Haskins is ruled out for I'm terrified every time yeah. he steps on the field. But for him, but, but I like Alex Smith. He's but they good. got a shot with him, you know. I think they have a better shot with him. Yeah, oh, for sure. He, he'll much make just better. enough plays. Yeah, Mike, much better shot. Much, much better shot. Mikey, teaser. Well, I mentioned the Rams, and I'm going to have to have a common one with Todd, even though I'm trying to catch up. I feel like my little Cowboys won last week. Huh? Everybody was surprised by that Cowboys That's plus right. nine, and they were outright winner. Who was the guy in Survivor who took the Niners? That was a bold one, one pick. Nervy, one nervy soul was eliminated. The Panthers with the two weeks ago and the Niners. Yeah. I mean, I get trying to knock out people yep. game theory, but that's a bit of a stretch on both of those. Uh, oh, by the way, Gil, yes. it came up that whole thing about the extra point in the um, Niners-Cowboys game. Now, it didn't affect the before the line, but it could have easily affected the minus seven and a halfs in-game that were available in that game late in the game. They scored a touchdown on... They got the onsides kick and scored a touchdown. Then they came back and threw a Hail Mary and got the touchdown to to be down eight. Oh, right. And I don't think they kicked the extra point. I don't I'm think almost they positive. Did. No, they yeah. didn't. They did, they did it. not. The official said the game yeah. is over as the point does not matter. That's the Minnesota <laughs> That's the Minnesota yep. miracle that yep. did that. Right. That, and that's what we were talking about. Yeah. Remember I said I yep. think they don't kick it anymore. Or the yep. Minneapolis so, miracle. They changed it. Remember a few years ago yeah. on the last play of the game, it was they changed it after in the, the Patriots-Bills game. Minnesota. After like five straight pass interference calls, they scored on the last play of the game, and the defensive team just walked just out. Just walked out. And they made it two, and it affected the point spread. They just walked it in because oh, the defense wouldn't right. come out. That was but you, the, still had it, you, st- you still had to do the, the point then, yeah. That was probably six, seven years ago. Yeah. Minneapolis no, Miracle, about, remember, because that was the sham of bringing the Saints yeah, back, back on, on the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was awful. Uh, I, I too have oh, a my sec- So oh. my second, oh. I'm going to take the Bills down to one against the Patriots on Monday night. Okay, so That's those, the second leg. Those are two of my four favorite legs. <laughs> um, I am going to take the Rams as well. I, I think I'm – the Bills were definitely the, one of the other candidates. The other two candidates were the Saints and the Bears. So in the interest of not matching Mikey's, mm, Bears. I'm actually, no, I'm going to go Saints. I like the Bears. That would be my third choice. I'm going to go Saints and Rams. Saints basically knocking it down to having to beat Minnesota on Christmas night, Christmas Eve, well, Christmas Day Eve, if you will. Saints uh, minus one. You know yeah. what worries me about the Bears? Like, Jacksonville could mess this up. I think the Bears' defense is good enough that I don't know that Jacksonville is going to score that many points. And I like all four of those legs, though, yeah. Chicago and Buffalo as well. Yeah, Derek, two-team teaser. After I uh, had a couple of minutes to take a look at it, I, I, uh, I like what you just said. Um, with uh, the Saints at home, national TV, I think this is going to be a widely bet game just because, uh, you know, the NFL is going to own uh, – on the on the television, then I know we got a lot of NBA, but I think uh, the NFL game is going to go. I love the Saints at home, so I would take the Saints, and then I'm, I'll come back to uh, I'll come back to the football team here. So Ooh. if it was two and a half, I don't, then we get a what? This is a six six point teaser type of, type of yes. uh, deal. So uh-huh. I'll get three in the hook, three in the hook right there with uh, with the football team, right? Derek doesn't care about going through the zero. Derek Stevens. I, I actually I know I know people argue about going through the zero how you're wasting a point but it just really kind of depends upon uh, I think a defensive team you can make a you can make a point about uh, about going through the zero particularly if you're if you're uh, going through a three or something like that now now if I was actually betting this mm-hmm. I would not bet a six point teaser through a zero on a two and a half I would definitely I would definitely figure out a way to put this into a, a, a six and a half pointer mm-hmm. um, to make sure that I you know you're, you're getting uh, you're getting that that extra half a point of value okay final two questions as always on the end of every show uh, first of the final two 
Which of the big favorites is the most likely to lose outright? Here are your candidates. New Orleans, seven-point favorites at home against Minnesota Christmas Day. Uh, Tampa Bay, nine-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against Detroit on Saturday. Sunday, Kansas City, ten-and-a-half-point favorites at home against Atlanta. Chicago, seven-and-a-half on the road against Jacksonville. God, there's a lot of these. Houston, eight-and-a-half at home against Cincinnati. Cleveland, nine-and-a-half on the road against the Jets. Baltimore, t- Jesus, 10, hosting the Giants. Is that it? No. And then Buffalo, Monday night, seven-point favorites on the road against New England. Since, since Derek didn't get the email, Mikey, you first. Yeah, I don't know here. Uh, As it turned out last week, the Rams and Pittsburgh were the answers, which is amazing. None of us would I mean, have ever. We said the bu- I said, we, didn't we both say the Bucks. We did say both. Yeah, we both said Yeah, I guess I'd go with the Bears just because they're on the road and they're the shortest of the favorites. I don't think Buffalo's losing to New England. Dad? I think if you got Mitchell Trubisky playing quarterback, yeah. anything, yep. anything is possible. I think it's the so, Bears. So, you know, why can't why can't the mustache uh, Minshew do it to uh, to Trubisky? I'll say By the that- way, I have a quick question for you, Derek. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we, we you've opened a, a you know, a brilliant new resort. I haven't been there yet. I'm sure once I get back to Vegas, I'll be there all the time. But um, I hear it's absolutely amazing by everybody. All my friends there have gone. It's unbelievable. Now, being that as it may, you've now opened this in the middle of a pandemic, which obviously is going to make all the numbers go different for you. But based on what you have seen, are you happy with how it's gone? Or are you upset with how it's gone or are you so, like being being that hey we do have a pandemic but how have you felt about it so far this todd, wasn't this wasn't on the email todd you should clarify a racial pandemic <laughs> that's what he said earlier this year it was it was the middle of a racial well, pandemic. We had, he, he meshed had racial race, injustice with the pandemic at the same yes. time <laughs> <laughs> to answer your question uh you know we never we never uh we never uh did a pro forma to ask about what would what would it be like to open a casino and and uh, and a couple of other attractions without a hotel? So we've we've been able to do that for eight weeks, and uh, you know when you walk through for the last eight weeks, you know I look around and I'm like, isn't this amazing? Every single person made the decision to drive here or take an Uber or something like that. Um, no one's staying here, so only next week do we open the hotel. So in a pandemic without a hotel, um, no, I feel pretty good about how, how things uh, started off. And this is our biggest project, so we've had a lot of hiccups, and uh, we're going to have a lot of hiccups with the hotel that we got to fix. So, no, I, I, feel, uh, I feel very good um, that, uh, that we're going to hit the numbers we projected, or really that we're going to exceed the numbers we projected, because, uh, because the initial eight weeks has, has worked out uh, um, very, very well. There it is. Basically, the fact that you've you've been able to hang in here during a pandemic means that once the once the cork comes out of the pandemic and everyone's vaccinated and they all go, let's go to Vegas. You have a feeling that Circa's just going to explode. Yeah, I think I think uh, I think um, you know we've had the opportunity to see what it's like being the being the newest uh, or the shiniest uh, shiniest toy on the you know under the tree type of thing. But I think when people are willing to come back to Vegas. Um, and that's over a longer period of time. It's going to be over the next 12 months, next 24 months. I think uh, my, my uh, confidence level of, of uh, having people on their trip say, hey, I want to make sure I stop in and see Circa, I feel, uh, I feel very good about that. I feel much better about that today than I did at the beginning of October. So I feel, I feel good about uh, once, once we get through all this uh, that uh, we'll, we'll be in decent shape. By the way, I've mentioned awesome. to, I've mentioned to uh, Bill 80 to Brian Rogers, imagine Vegas right now 
if you didn't do this project. Like, let's say Circa didn't exist. What a what a depressing place this would be right now. How about the Mirage? Only open on the weekend now. Yeah. The casino, everything. Everything. That, like, there's strip hotels beyond the Mirage like that. Restaurants that haven't reopened. Obviously, no shows. So, uh, honestly, I, I mean that. You yeah. singularly have, like, given us something here that's exciting. I, By the way, is it true, Gil? Gil, is it true that they closed the snack bar at the South Point that has the good pizza and the popcorn that Mikey always liked when I bought him? Oh, is upstairs? I haven't been upstairs. Yeah, I know. You know, the they shut the, the Oyster Bar, which yes. I loved. That oyster. We would go there at least twice I a month. I saw you with my the wife. wife and child. Yeah, we yeah. came in, and then a week later, then Chris Andrews told me, "Hey, I had bad news for you. I know you love the oyster bar, but we're closing it." How's your son doing? Great looking kid. He'll be five on Sunday. Oh wow! What a five. great age. Five on Sunday. Yep. Good for you. Um. So yes, Derek. Absolutely, you have made it worth living here. Otherwise, my wife got the vaccination last week. Oh, she did. Good. Yep. She got Excellent. it on Thursday, as she should. Three weeks from then, she'll get it, her, the second dosage. So. Oh, it comes in two, two shots. Doses, 21 days apart. Which one did she get, Mikey? Oh. Pfizer? Yeah, I, I assume. Do you get one then afterwards? Uh, we're down the list of people, the spouses of, of the health Did Marco workers. Rubio take your spot? He might have. <laughs> <laughs> Jackass. She, got, Wait, she I, got a little sick. You know, you take it. It's like the flu shot. You know, she got a fever. She got sore. Yeah. But it only lasted about 72 hours. She's fine now. Yo, active content managers should be um, oh, some true. of those essential workers that's I mean, a better that's an angle essential work job yeah. well if you don't have the correct tvs going that's right you could have ruined your entire sports betting evening and that's the only thing that's going to take your mind off the pandemic well anybody so you need active content management anybody that's a singular person in an industry should be protected <laughs> that's right you own that industry that's it that's right he should have trademarked it <laughs> i told him uh by the way back to the point it's bears for me uh as the team most likely to lose outright the big favorites the big favorites, yeah. I, I think uh, I think Cincinnati's a live dog again, so I, I would go against uh, the, the Houston. Uh, yeah, oh, Houston. All right, they're off the grid. And then the final question, <laughs> final question: If we lived in a bizarro world, we were forced to bet fifteen of these sixteen games on the side, but there was one game you wanted no part of, Mikey. What would that game be? 49ers Cardinals, two home teams. Can't oh, figure wow. it out. That's one of my two. best bets. I know. I'm just saying that yeah. to say two home teams. Two home teams. I don't <laughs> just care. wanted to get that line yes. in there. Dodd. Uh, Eagles, Cowboys. I mean, what are we going to do? Hurt so good against uh, the Cowboys or against the beige water pistol? It's, it's, I don't know. What's going on over there? Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Carolina, Washington, just because we don't know the quarterback. And if it's Dwayne Haskins, that tips to Carolina for me. And if it's Alex Smith, it tips to Washington. This is a really, a really a game for Washington to win the division. Yeah, man. Yep, this is it. This is their shot, You know, I think. Er, earlier in the year, I was like, oh, you really want to win this division because you, at the best you'll have the 19th pick in the draft, and if you lose out, you're probably a top 10 pick. And then in the end, like, my fanhood got I'm like, come on, win this damn division. Why? I have no idea. But I just got into it. Yeah. I thought Who'd you were they? pondering a thought. They'll probably host. Who would they host? The Rams or Seattle or Tampa Bay? Who would be the... the... Probably Seattle-ish, yeah, I'm right? guessing. Oh, yeah, they were talking about that on the broadcast. Yeah. They don't want Seattle. Seattle always beats them, they said, in the playoffs. Oh, trust me. I yeah. went to Seattle for yeah. a playoff game with Mark Brunel. They beat him then. Uh, and then, of course, they beat him a second time in Seattle. And then the Robert Griffin the blow out his knee yep. game, which I was at, too, which was a morgue when that happened. May God By the way, did you soul. guys 
Did you guys weigh in on the Chiefs versus the field? I think there people have been talking about it on Twitter. I don't know if they offer that at sports books, but the Chiefs, you know, people are talking about would you rather bet the Chiefs or to have every other team to win the 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 NFL right now? Um I almost think I would just rather have the Chiefs. But you know, Aaron what Schatz, who from Football Outsiders, who was on this show last week, made the case about how, you know how I kind of lazily, when I was like, ah, the Chiefs are just toying with the Dolphins. And he was like, yeah, it's too subjective. Like, we just give the Chiefs a free pass. And Drew Densick on the show this morning, he said kind of the same thing. He's like, there are too many alarms about the Chiefs. Here's the thing. They lead in every game. What, has it been seven years since they didn't lead in the game? I yeah. mean, it's some ridiculous statistic. Yeah. Since Mahomes, so it's not like they get in like Baltimore where they get down two scores and they're, you know what I mean? They, they always are in the game or they're never not in control. Although New Orleans, I thought, did a great job of harassing Mahomes and the, the defense played very well. They, well. they fall on that fumble in the end zone on that yeah. idiotic punt return uh. with three seconds left in the half. And it's a tie game. They only lost. <laughs> they only lost by three and got murdered in the box score in New yeah. Orleans. I don't know if that makes me feel better about them or better about the Chiefs or I'm not sure. Derek, game you want no part of to close things out. If I could take the same, can, can you sure. take the same? Of I, I really like what Todd said. I, I would not know where to go with this Cowboy Philadelphia game. Um, so I, I like what uh, what Todd was saying. I jump on with uh, with him on that one. All right, Derek. I hope this wasn't too painful of an experience for you. This was great. I enjoyed it. Thanks right. a lot, guys. Appreciate you doing this. And and again, where we started, Survivor, greatest thing going. So much fun. Wish I could have won. Wasn't meant to be. Uh, I'll root for my friend Chrissy Andrews to get to the uh, promised land with his buddies. But uh, it, it's spectacular, and we look forward to whatever you have up your sleeve next year, man. I'm, whatever the rules are, may you get 5,000 entries. Appreciate that. Thanks a lot. No, we all we all really do, and I think I speak on behalf of everybody who played. It's a real, real shot in the arm for uh, all the contests and for Vegas sports betting in general. Todd, as we speak right now, the people from New Orleans are filing into Stadium Swim for the great Idaho Potato Bowl to watch their beloved Tulane take on UNR. I I'm, I was just about to ask you guys if you had any uh, thoughts on Tulane, Nevada, or Central Florida, BYU. No, I have I'm, some I'm, thoughts about you gotta in BYU. On, you got to in-game these things. I'm on the under pre-flop 28 and a half and 57 in that game. There's high winds, Todd, 25 to 30 miles an hour. Oh, and boys, it rained this morning. The rain has stopped, but it's high winds. So. In which one? In the potato bowl, Idaho, Boise. Idaho. So you, you and I are in Tulane. Okay. The totals drop. By the way, Derek, Derek, is there any thoughts to expand the in-game offerings at Circa? Because while everyone says Circa is the best as far as you know, customer service and getting the lines out and letting people have limits and amazing, the in-game is not as vast. Is that going to be expanded? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. But I mean, that that's something that that you know we've been in business here for uh, a year and a half, and we're still trying to grow the team. And uh, and I think your assessment is right on, Todd. And uh, we certainly would like to grow our in-game uh, in-game opportunities here as as uh, as time goes by. Awesome, because I obviously everyone loves Circa, so I can imagine you know if you guys get the in-game going, wow. Todd and I dream of the day that Wednesday in the middle of June or July when the Mariners are playing the Blue Jays, and it's just me and you out there, Todd. Baseball diehards. Stadium swim. It's a big ball game when we got the Tigers going with, uh, you know, whoever I can't even name, or Boyd, Matthew Boyd. Is he still on the team, the left-hander? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe so, yes. Uh, <laughs> but you're right. I mean, in Major League Baseball, and with the investment we made with Stadium Swim, yeah, we want to make sure that we we have in-game available on, yeah. on Major League Baseball because that's a, that's a key element of kind of what we're doing. So Mike. we got we to gotta grow the in-game, Todd.
My secret thing that I, I said to Mike, I go, no one has bet baseball more at Las Vegas pools in life than I have. All those years at the Hard Rock, having baseball action, no one else out there did. So stadium swim baseball season is like perfect dream come true. Damn it for and not get there, being consulted on it. How could you build it. a television screen that can handle 125 degrees in the summer? It's how amazing. There's no glare. Up? There's no glare whatsoever, which how is incredible. How is that possible? Yeah, we spent a little. We spent a little bit of time going up the Dactronics, and uh, yeah, they built a built a new product for us. So there, there's uh, there's some cooling systems behind the screen. So all 143 feet, uh, we we expect to uh, we expect to 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 have it run uh, just just perfectly fine. When we get to July and August this year. So what can it withstand? What what degrees can it withstand? Well, the the what it can withstand is it it, it has to do with how much cooling goes in behind uh, behind the screen. So we got a lot of cooling that goes uh, behind the screen. So we should be good. That's All right. Awesome. For Todd Wishnev in his mom's cork attic in Pittsburgh, PA, with the Circus Sports backdrop. Thank you, Todd. Appreciate it. Mikey, Thank you guys. As always, Mike Palm. I don't think I ever said your last name on this show, did I? Yes, you have. Many the times. great Mike Palm, everybody. Thank you. Merry uh, Christmas. Kind enough to join us. Merry Christmas to all. Happy holidays. And Derek Stevens, who uh, runs the roost here, or rules the roost at all of Circus Sports, Circa, and of course, Golden Gate and the D. Thank you. And thank you for letting us have this to do our podcast in every weekend. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.